We welcome you into another episode of Automotive Insiders. I'm your host, Jason Stein. Thanks again for being with us. What lessons can the light vehicle market and the rest of the industry learn from the truck space? What can they learn from the aftermarket space within the truck segment? The answer is that there are plenty of opportunities to gather intelligence and understand a whole new market, one that went through its own set of ups and downs during and post-COVID. The truck space thrives in the aftermarket environment, and there are challenges that are unique, but also the opportunity to create new revenue streams and form new business models. So what does the truck space look like to end the year, and where could it go in 2024? Today, Angela Timmon, director of the North American Aftermarket Purchasing Group for Daimler Truck North America, joins me to share her view and the strategy in the truck space. It's all on this week's episode of Automotive Insiders. Well, back at the MEMA Original Equipment Suppliers Vehicle Supplier Conference at Suburban Collection Showplace in Greater Detroit, it is great to be again here with you, my co-host, Bill Newman. Great to be with you again, Jason. And Angela Timmon, what a wonderful thing to meet you and to see you here at the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Let's start, Angela, with you. Um, When we talk about overall supplier and purchasing trends, I know you operate at sometimes in a in a bit of a different space given your Daimler responsibilities. But what are you seeing now this year, and 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 most importantly, what are you looking forward to the next year as it relates to some of those purchasing trends that are in the industry? Yeah. So I would say um, we're still tr- we're still seeing a little bit of the supply chain residual effects that we've seen the last couple of years. I, I think in some areas we've definitely seen improvement, but we're not quite whole yet. And I think you've probably read about some of that, especially on the production side, where we still see gaps in that supply chain um, you know, completion. Um, but what we are seeing that's exciting is we're seeing the new technology come online. And that for us has been very exciting as we explore the opportunities with new technology, especially in the heavy duty vehicle industry, um, You know, talking to both new suppliers and our existing suppliers and the new technology that they're bringing forward to help us with our battery electric vehicle, talking about fuel cell vehicles, all the exciting programs that we have coming online. Wonderful. Bill? No, I just, I think it's really incredible some of the things that Daimler's progressed. As Angela, you were just saying a moment ago with your battery electric uh, portfolio, you know, we saw the Cascadia Class 8 two years ago. Earlier this year, we saw the release of the purpose-built Class 5s for, I think, a great target audience for state local government utilities as they modernize their fleet and they begin to come in line with more um, green operations for them. I'm just excited to be here with Angela to kind of share some of that enthusiasm around the electrified portfolio with that uh, Daimler truck is bringing to market. Angela, what's the biggest adjustment you've had to make going into a whole new model mix on propulsion? that's really what it is, right? <laughs> um, I think like we talked about, I think the, the questions we ask and the expectations we have of our suppliers are a little bit different, right? So you think when we talk about a supplier being Daimler ready, which is what we, we talk about, um, the expectations are totally different now, especially when we're talking to startup suppliers. Um, you know, the big suppliers we've worked with for a long time are pretty ready for our expectations. But when you're talking to new 
you know, battery suppliers or new technology suppliers. They're not used to that. Uh, we have a, a discussion going on right now on the autonomous side, um, especially for the aftermarket. We expect that they can provide parts for 15 and 20 years post-production. And for this new technology, that doesn't make a lot of sense because the technology is changing so rapidly. Why would I want to have this part available 15, 20 years post-production? I don't really want to have it available three years post-production because the technology will change. And so really, we have to change our mindset to how do we help our customers understand that too, because that's something, um, part complexity and proliferation, especially in the aftermarket, is a real challenge for us. And how do we manage that moving forward with this new technology, because it will change much more frequently. Aftermarket's been an afterthought, more on the uh, non-heavy um, truck side, but it's such a huge piece of your business, isn't it? Give us a glimpse into that. I would say that it is a huge part of our business. I think when you see um, what we what the aftermarket has done, um, you know, for Daimler as a whole, it's such a significant part of our business. Definitely is not an afterthought at Daimler Truck, especially on the North American side, which is very exciting for us. I think one of the great things about being on the aftermarket is the complexity of the aftermarket. You know, the questions we ask: Do we follow the, the lead of production? Do we use the same supplier? Or we, do we diversify and go with a different supplier who's right. more targeted to the volumes of the aftermarket? Um, there's just so many things. Do we 3D print apart? Do we do different? Do we decontent apart and do things differently? There's just so many different things we can do for the aftermarket that I think make it complex and interesting and allow us just so many more opportunities. Our hands are not as tight as they were, let's say, five, ten years ago. Well, I, th I think Angela really touches on the importance of aftermarket. I remember several years ago, our, our, we, our groups came together and we said, you know, uh, Daimler dealers have choices. They don't always need to use branded parts. So what can we do to increase the wallet share for that to create more profitability in our aftermarket stream, create more product awareness with the aftermarket space? So I, I, think, that, I think the team has done a great job there. So hats off, congratulations. You know, Jason, you touched on another topic a moment ago about suppliers being electric ready or Daimler ready. Man, that's just a whole different ball game for suppliers to move from what we've called in MEMA space hard parts to smart parts. You know, the design of an electrified vehicle looks different. It feels different. There's more digital content. And it, and it really, in some cases, has required suppliers to create separate operating units just to take that type of business on because they have to think different, they have to put different engineers against it, they have to sell differently, different contracting provisions as we were talking about. So I think that that's a challenge and it will continue to be a challenge as the portfolio shifts moving forward for suppliers. I think to that point too I would just add when you talk about our dealers especially on the aftermarket side, um, when you go into the new technology there's less parts to replace, right? And so we're really challenged with how do we attack that from a dealer perspective and make sure that they know, yes, there are less parts to buy, but there's still value in the portfolio that we're offering you through this e-mobility perspective. Angela, you touched a moment ago on uh, the opportunities around autonomous. And for years now, decades perhaps, the uh, truck segment was one that led the way in conversation on autonomous. Well, maybe it didn't lead the way. Maybe the car segment led the way and has now drifted off back to reality. Where are we in terms of development of uh, autonomous um, technology 
in your space. Yeah, I would say I'm not the expert there. I know there's a lot happening on the, our European side. So again, um, and the reason I know this is because we have a lot of questions about the contracts. You know, are you talking to suppliers about limiting that 20-year post-production uh, replacement part conversation? So. That's, I mean, the most I can speak to that, but I know it's pretty active on the European side and that we definitely have a dedicated team at DTNA sitting at our headquarters in Portland really working on that topic. Workforce has become such a, a kind of a hot button issue here the last few years. Bill and I have talked about it at length as we've sat on this program here at this event. Where are we in terms of labor, skilled labor, what you're looking for, and a different type of worker that you're looking for in the future? I mean, I think, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, DTNA is a fantastic place to work. I think the opportunities to work for a global organization and work under the Daimler umbrella is, is such an opportunity. I think we really are attracting the best people now, and I think being situated throughout North America, whether it's in Portland, whether it's here in, in Detroit, whether it's in Mexico, whether it's in the Carolinas, we're attracting the right people for the right jobs. I think one of the things we talk about a lot is making sure you have the right people in the right seats too, right? Not every person fits in every seat, but we're really taking a hard look at that. I think with COVID being over and people being out and about now, we're seeing a real influx in our folks attending um, college career fairs again, which has been great. Um, and really going out across the country and recruiting the best talent for the roles we have open. And frankly, we haven't been able to do that for three years. And so that's been really exciting for me to see those folks out and about and really bringing those people back to, back to, to DTNA. Bill, a question for you just on vehicle profitability. I know that this has become a real hot topic here at this event today, this week. Um, the actual cost of what's going into a vehicle, uh, as well as model mix going forward, consumer viability as it relates to uh, affordability. I know that's less of an issue in the space that Angela works in, or maybe it's maybe it is an issue. But do you want to address that for a moment? Yeah. Well, I think it comes down to you know this whole concept of make to profit, right? And where, what do my customers, whether they're consumers who are going to operate a vehicle or your fleet customers that are going to operate a, a small collection of vehicles in kind of a transportation for a service or a direct purchase type of arrangement. Um, and I think that they, they, it's important to know what kind of feature functions are going to be in and what are going to sell, but also on the costing side. And we've seen over the last several years as more attention to profitability has come about that there's a greater interest to remove some of the risk provisions and the allocations and the activity-based costings that would typically happen program after program after program and really get to the accuracy of what does it really cost at either a bill of materials level or a superstructure level so that you know, now I can have more informed conversations with my suppliers. We can actually begin to kind of eat the elephant one bite at a time, a little bit lower. Um, and just really, at the end of the day, free up working capital so that you can make investments to other parts of the organization uh, without the fear of um, uh, upsetting uh, the current uh, budget or any fiscal plans. Yeah. You will be on the OEM purchasing panel, uh, which I am hosting today, but we got a nice sneak peek about all of the subjects that we're going to be discussing. Uh, Angela, I want to thank you very much for being on the program and for being part of the MEMA Original Equipment Suppliers Vehicle Supplier Conference here in the greater Detroit area. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Excited. Bill, my co-host, as always.
Thank you. Always a pleasure to be with you, Jason. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to come back next week and follow us for more guests from the automotive supplier world. And thanks again to my guest, Angela Timmon, director of the North American Aftermarket Purchasing Group for Daimler Truck North America. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. 